0: Hello. Welcome to Emotional Badass, where Moxie meets mindful. I'm your host, Nikki Eisenhower, life coach and psychotherapist. And on today's episode, I'm discussing intuition and giving you an exercise to practice. y'all. I want to try something and I'm not sure if it will be a hit or a flop, but I think that's a really important piece of being a person. I'm going to take the risk and trust that you'll tell me and I'll get feedback. And that's a big part of being a healthy person, y'all. Life asks us to sense and to feel out and figure out what's next on our life path, our life purpose moment to moment, day to day, month to month, year to year. Maybe what you'll take from this episode will be some permission to take healthy risks in your own life, to allow yourself to do things your own way, to allow the possibility of mistake or failure or missing the mark, and then allowing yourself to learn, grow, evolve through and from the experience. I fully accept that I'm a bit of an oddball. I am weird. I am not the norm. And I've learned over the course of my life that I'm the only person that can be me. And you were tasked with learning how to allow yourself to be your full self too. Sometimes the inner perfectionist blocks our healthy risking. So this is me risking, trying something new. And I hope it helps you give you some permission to be yourself as you move through too. So intuition versus anxiety is a major topic for deep people, for HSPs, for empaths and survivors. And I want to offer you some experiences within this episode to be able to work on deciphering emotion and your response to it. I do think this will work best if this isn't your very first episode and you have a familiarity with my style, my voice, my intentions, my therapeutic strategies and beliefs. Having some understanding of how I work and what I'm attempting to do on this emotional badass microphone will help you feel into the response in your body instead of thinking, what is this new crazy lady trying to get me to do or trying to teach? So if this is your first time finding me, go listen to a few other episodes and come back so your system doesn't just respond with, what is this? Okay, so here we go. One of the truths in being able to learn the difference between anxiety and intuition is that you can't just listen to people like me talk about that difference, You have to be in the experience with your own body to learn how to decipher the messages that are coming from your body. And this takes time. It takes working with your body. It takes attending to it, giving it some attention. This is also why on intuition and many healing concepts, so many people tell me very desperately, I know so much. I've read all the things, I've listened to all the podcasts, but I just can't get my body to feel the peace and the calm that I want it to. We are living through the information age. It's a very heady time to be alive. And there's nothing wrong with head knowledge. It's just an incomplete kind of knowledge for our human experience. Without practicing with our body, even the best information in the world will stay in our heads. will stay head knowledge. So today's episode is an invitation. It's a bit like going to the emotional gym. We need to do some exercises emotionally and bodily to strengthen our relationship with self and strengthen our confidence in being able to decipher those messages over time. And anything that we practice we get better at, just like riding a bike or driving a car or something like making pies or a really great steak. The more that we practice, the better we get. And that is so true for our healing, our self-development, and our emotional process. The more you practice with your body, the more you integrate that head knowledge into heart knowledge and body knowledge And this is what seekers, HSPs, empaths, survivors are going after, even when they don't know how to put that into words. So here's what we are going to do. And it takes a bit of letting go and allowing me to guide you. And that might be the growth edge that's here for some of you in this particular episode. Some of you may feel an inner adolescent that gives some eye-rolly energy or resistance It's okay for you to be exactly where you are. And depending on how this episode resonates with you, it might be one that you come back to in the future to see what's different, what's similar. That'll be a good way to show you how you've grown. As always, take what you need and leave the rest. Not just in my work, in life. You get to meet yourself where you are with self-permission to grow past what your current growth edges are over time and with self-compassion and practiced patience. So it's not required for this episode, but you may wish to have some paper to jot down some notes as we move through this exercise together. Some of you are going to have some familiarity with the first half of the exercise and the second half of the exercise is brand new. So, what I want you to do first is just get centered and settle in. You can be laying down or seated in a chair or on the floor. Whatever is comfy, whatever's calling your body to do, take that position and settle in. We can get the wiggles out just like we do as we're about to sit for meditation. When you found your position, close your eyes and take a few calm, rhythmic breaths. Let go of any tension in your forehead and behind the eyes. Soften the jaw. Allow the shoulders to melt down away from the ears towards the hips. If seated, sit tall so that your spine has space. And in your next breath, bring your awareness your intention and attention to your headspace. Notice the energy there. The head might feel like the energy of the city. There's a lot going on there. Notice what you notice about being in your head. When I'm in my head, I sense a thought storm, a cloud of tumultuous weather that builds and builds and builds and swarms. Take another moment right there in your headspace, bringing attention and awareness to your mind, your brain, your thoughts. Take a breath there while I'm quiet for a beat. Take mental note or jot down a few notes about what this feels like to you. There is no right or wrong. Whatever this feels like is right. No judgment, no impatience. No struggling feelings. You are doing this exactly right. When you're done taking your note, close your eyes, take another centering breath. Take a breath deep down into the belly, like you're breathing into the pelvis. Notice what you notice, and on your next inhale, bring your awareness, attention, an intention to the heart space, to the center of your chest. What does it feel like to leave the mind and go to the heart? Notice the energy there. What are you experiencing? Often, if we've spent a lot of lifetime in the head, which most of us have, we'll go to the heart and then out of being habitual creatures, we will Go right back to the head. If that's what happened for you, take a deep breath and go back to the heart. Invite your awareness to hang out in the heart space. If the head is like the city, the heart is like the country. When I am in my heart, I feel centered, I feel peaceful like a peaceful, easy warmth that washes over my body. I feel a quieting, a letting go of the chatter of the monkey mind. Just me and my heartbeat. Take a breath there while I'm quiet for a beat. And from the experience of being in the heart, take note. What does this feel like to you? What is the difference between headspace and heart? What do you notice in this interesting body of yours? Isn't it a lovely curiosity to consider this difference, to feel into the heart space, which is a little different than thinking into the heart space. Take your note and when you're ready, On your next in-breath, go to the gut, bring your awareness, your intention, your attention to your gut space, to the core, and notice what you notice. Breathe into that spot, inviting attention to hang out right there in the gut. If we haven't spent a lot of time in heart and gut, we might feel a little squirmy. Just bring focus and attention back to the gut, taking a breath. If the heart feels like the country and the head feels like the city, maybe the gut feels like being way far out in wilderness, miles and miles away. Just the self and nature. Breathe into the gut. It feels like wilderness to me a groundedness, a rootedness. Like my actual mother is Mother Nature and I am returning home. That's how it feels to me. How does it feel to you? However it feels to you is exactly right for exactly where you are right now.
1: Would you like to relax or fall asleep while learning about pivotal moments in history? If so, then try my new podcast, Of Giza, there's also a six-part series about the Titanic. Just search your podcast player for Calm History or go to calmhistory.com.
0: To be noted here, if through these directions I've given you find that you don't feel much of anything or you cannot feel Don't panic. Don't stress. If this is where you are right now, that is okay. Your current growth edge is just leaning into the willingness to be a part of this exercise, a willingness to feel, to invite attention that has practiced so very often being in the head and only in the head. It knows how to be in the head so well. This exercise is inviting it to be in a different place, a place where it's not as familiar. So it might not want to stay there. It might be a little scared to feel. It's okay. Feeling will come if this is your experience. I had years where I couldn't feel things and it scared me. Sometimes our bodies learn that it is safest not to feel. And that is so smart if we grew up with a lot of hurt. It is a journey and not a light switch to now invite the body to feel, to teach the body that life is still messy and imperfect because that is the human experience and it is safer and right to allow feeling now. We're not in the same situation as when we were children. Let's take one more intentional breath. In the gut space, take a note of what you've noticed here. Now, here's the new next part. And your eyes can be closed or open right now as I explain what we're going to do next together. And I want you to pay attention to head and heart and gut. We just visited those areas, bringing some familiarity to the experience of asking ourselves to go to head, heart, and gut. And as we move forward, I'm going to continue to ask you to take note of your experience as I offer you different language and different ideas. I'm going to say some things and some things that might not even make any sense. And this is to give an opportunity to compare and contrast some differences in feeling that comes from idea and thought. Allow this to be an experiment. I invite you to close your eyes once again and find your rhythmic breath, easy and full, noticing the bigness of your body, the edges of your skin, right where your body starts and stops, and take another breath. I have eight offerings for you. Number one, notice what you notice in your body, head heart, gut, and anything else you notice. Right when I offer this message, my worth is unchanging. Say that to yourself. My worth is unchanging. My worth is unchanging. Say this to yourself. Be with this idea. Take a deep breath and notice your body as you say it one more time. My worth is unchanging. There's no right and wrong here. Notice and note. For some of us, this idea, my worth is unchanging, it might feel like receiving a gift. And there's no right or wrong to feel. These are just some ways it might feel. If you are new to growth work, it might seem puzzling in the head. There might be an unsuredness and uneasiness, an maybe even a little confusion if you've never considered this idea or heard someone speak this idea, this affirmation, my worth is unchanging. We can take a breath and allow this idea. If this is not the first time you've heard this idea, my worth is unchanging then you might feel more of a resounding yes through gut, through heart, or both. And a quieting of the mind as your system accepts, believes in, and settles on yes. On some level, we have all the wisdom that we need inside of us, and our system knows what is more right, and our system knows what is more wrong for us. And on some level, even if it's deep down, our worth knows that we are deserved of worthiness, that we were born worthy, that there is no earning of worth that we must do, that our worth is unchanging. Our worth is the same in our best moments, and our worth is the same. When we fail, when we mess up, on some level, in our DNA of our human experience, we do know the truth of this, even if trauma and hardship has taken us away from this truth. Number two, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and completely let go of what we were just doing. Re-center. This is its own exercise to be able to let go instead of gripping and hanging on and carrying everything as we move through. Take a breath and let's move on to number two. Notice what you notice in your body when I say this. And for this exercise, let me reiterate, I'm going to say some things that might not make sense that I don't really believe. I should say yes to anyone who asks anything of me always. Notice what you notice the second you heard me complete that thought. I should say yes to anyone who asks anything of me always. This is the people-pleaser's creed. What do you feel? What do you sense? What do you observe in this body? Do you feel an intuitive, no, ew, ick? Does your head pull back like, nope that's wrong. I don't like that. This is a no that can feel like an aversion. Like all of a sudden someone threw us a hot potato and we're like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want this hot potato. It's a hot potato. is going to burn me. I should say yes to anyone who asks anything of me always. How does your body respond to this idea? Do you feel a sinking in the belly, a tightness or a cooling? Does the mind cloud thicken? The storm getting bigger up there above your head? This is anxiety. When we don't want to do the uncomfortable work of honoring the intuitive no, that is not for me, that is not right, because our system knows it, even when our thinking mind doesn't. When we don't want to do the uncomfortable work of honoring the intuitive know that we sense and feel. We leave our intuition in the heart of the gut and we go up to the anxious mind and we spin an exhausting story in denial of this intuitive invitation to act in self-regard and self-respect. The people pleaser in us is very frightened to give ourselves permission to honor who we are our limits, our boundaries, to speak our truth, to say yes, and to sometimes say no. I teach boundaries with a lot of passion. Of course, I believe that we should not say yes to anyone who asks anything of us anytime and always. There's a reason. For most of us, no is one of the first words we like repeating. It is a very important one. Notice what you notice about I should say yes to anyone who asks anything of me. When you're done with your note, take a deep breath and recenter and let go, clear out. Those of you who are old enough, do you remember Etch-A-Sketch? We just shake the Etch-A-Sketch and the previous drawing disappears. Let's Etch-A-Sketch ourselves and take a breath. Notice what you notice when I speak this next offering of an idea. Notice what you notice in your body. Notice if it's simple or complex. Grass is purple. Yep, that's what I said. Grass is purple. What does that feel like? What do you notice in your head, your heart, your gut, your entire body? Grass is purple. What is the experience of hearing me articulate that? If I hear grass is purple, I feel a very simple nope. It's like sitting back into my gut space, the way we might relax back into a chair, allowing the chair to support us. It's my intuition simply supporting me, and that's not true. That's not real. There is a knowing, a peaceful knowing of incorrectness. I suspect that most of us felt a secure feeling with this now, a simplicity because I trust that you trust that you know damn good and well that grass isn't purple and it's green. This is the feeling of confidence. This is the feeling of trusting what we see, what we know, what we hear, our own response to information offered. Less confidence and self-trust in your own ability to evaluate and know the color of grass would lead to a tiring thought cloud, swarming with ideas and questions like, wait, 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 what did you say? A hesitancy, a doubt. Do I know the color of grass for real? Have I been wrong all of my life? Maybe think he's right. I've got to go look at some grass or I've got to go do an internet search right now of the color of grass. Am I crazy? Is grass purple? Self-doubt. Too easily the critical voice gives our power away. That self-doubt says that maybe somebody else knows better than you about grass color and that you've been wrong always. This is an anxiety that swarms. If you felt a trust of your grass color identifying skills, your grass color knowing, make a note that this is the feeling you are working toward having in less tangible realms, meaning that you are learning to trust your own assessments of things. And when we grow up in dysfunction, it really impacts us in the ability to trust what we're seeing and feeling. Quick example, Is my mother grabbing me by the shoulders often, intensely looking at me in a way that felt like anger and fury and saying, you know that I love you more than anyone in the world? It's a weird mixed message. So I didn't have a lot of trust in receiving messaging because I didn't have a lot of trust and security in my family system. Therefore, I learned a lot of doubt I learned a lot of mistrust. I learned a lot of confusion, and I practiced staying in a confusion based thought cloud very, very, very often as my system was developing into the person that I am. You are learning to trust your assessments of the world. And trusting yourself does not mean that you stop learning or growing with and from others. It doesn't mean that you shut down new ideas. It doesn't mean that you become a narcissistic asshole about things. It just means that you let go of processing life through the burning up of your own energy by eroding your own power away through doubt, confusion, just because that has been an unfortunate practice state. Let me say this to you clearly no matter how broken you might feel now or in moments in life, maybe how clueless or behind the curve, you know so much. Your intuition is never wrong and you are learning to interpret it better and better and better with more confidence, more self-trust, more self-regard, more ease and more flow. At some point, You have to decide to start leaving that confusing thought cloud that has become a dysfunctional comfort zone and start trusting who you are in the world, your faculties, your senses, your impressions, your experience, so that you can step into becoming your own authority figure. Becoming your own authority figure will help you disallow This kind of exhausting, wearing, thought cloud of doubt and confusion. Take a note about whatever you need to note about the exercise. Grass is purple. Take a deep breath and come back to center. All right, y'all, I'm going to pause this episode right here. It's become a long one, so we're going to split it into a part one and a part two. So look for part two next week. I haven't done this in a while, but I want to take a moment to thank some of you who very much help the show. You work that funky iTunes algorithm that no one really knows the secret of how it works. When you write a five-star review anywhere that you listen to emotional badass, you are helping work all of the Internet, all of the algorithms to really help the show be suggested to more and more people that are out there in the world. There is rarely a day that goes by that we don't get some kind of message of someone saying, oh my goodness, I am figuring out that I am a highly sensitive person. I no longer feel crazy. I feel like I found my tribe and it is just the best Feeling in the world. I know from personal experience how freaking confusing it is when you don't understand your sensitivity. You don't understand that you're not alone in how you feel and how you process and move through the world. I know how busy you guys are. I know how overwhelmed most highly sensitive people are with just the day in and day out of life. So I want to thank these people and give some airtime to the effort that you have made to support our show and other people finding us by writing these reviews. All right, I want to thank M. Kessler. Oh, that's interesting. That was the last name of my very first boss who cried when he had to lay me off, but this is not my old boss, but M. Kessler, thank you so much they say life-changing podcast for HSPs. This podcast has been life-changing for me as an HSP empath. Nikki has been a pivotal person in helping me. They still make me choke up you guys in helping me to understand, acknowledge, grieve, and work through the process of being an HSP Empath and gives me so many tools to use in walking this path. I have recommended this podcast to many people already and will continue to share this gift to other HSPs. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, M. Kessler. So much light and love. I want to thank LKJHG bunch of letters and numbers. They say, mind opening. Nikki easily converses and educates her listeners on important life topics for personal growth. She is an emotional soul genius. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so, so very much. Light and love. I want to thank Tofu Drew. I like your name. They say, I teared up a bit. Oh, well, I am tearing up a bit already right now. <laughs> so, it's part of what we do here. You are in good company, Tofu Drew. He says, "Thank you so much, episode 146, especially helped me feel like I'm truly beginning my journey in shadow work and healing. I pushed myself, I pushed myself to do the exercise and it wasn't nearly as hard as I had thought. Now I feel that by writing it down and reading it over, maybe my ADHD brain will filter the overly critical thoughts as unimportant as it does with a lot of other things." I think my roommate shared this podcast with me, and I'm very grateful she did. Healing from trauma is hard. Change is scary, but it's important. Hell yes, Tofu Drew. Thank you so much for that light and love. I want to thank DeBradkey. They say, best advice and info I've found. What a compliment. Thank you so much. They say, Nikki is a real person. I am. I'm glad you guys can feel that. She brings me inspiration and knowledge of how to make my life better in numerous ways. I thank God for that. I listen daily as I walk my dogs and her voice is calming and just so true. I feel as if she's speaking directly to me and my personal issues. Her voice is so calming and the meditation advice I find very helpful. I am a survivor and a veteran of the USAF, a disabled veteran and have experienced a very trauma-filled life. I have talked to therapists over the years. Most of them were a complete waste of my time, money, and energy. Nikki is the real deal. Thank you. I'm so glad we found each other. Thank you so, so much. Light and love. And thank you so much for your service and for continuing to lean in and heal yourself. What a badass. I want to thank... H D F J D O O S bunch of letters. They say thank you for this podcast. There are six stars they put as emojis. Something that really made me feel at home when I first started listening. The moments of about to cry, it felt like open arms. Thank you for all the support. Well, open arms is what I am offering, and I just embrace you and everyone who needs that hug. So I am actually hugging myself right now and sending a hug out there to this person who wrote the review and all of you. And man, if you need an extra hug, take a little extra second with me. I'm sending that hug right now. All right, I'll read one more, you guys. I want to thank KTY Brand. They say, I definitely needed this show. I found this wonderful show today browsing different podcasts and I was blown away after one episode. I've literally not been able to stop listening for hours now. Even as I cook dinner right now, I have my ear pods in and I'm elated to be learning as I cook. I'm definitely an emotional person. I think overly and I'm also a trauma survivor and try to cope with my PTSD daily, sometimes hourly or by minutes. Thank you, Nikki, so much for your boundless wisdom on these hard-to-talk-about topics. I'm definitely a big fan and look forward to future podcasts from you. Thank you so, so much. and I love visualizing you just cooking, nurturing food for you and your family while you're listening. Thank you and everyone. Light and love, and I will see you right here next time for part... To Take care of yourself through this holiday season and get ready for 2023 to love yourself through. I am an emotional badass. You were an emotional badass. And together we are where Moxie meets mindful, light and love. And I will see you right here next time. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: dot com.